Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHKs I'm known, and we watched two things this week, starting with the latest Marvel film, Eternals. We also watched the Princess Diana biopic, Spencer, that stars Kristen Stewart. So major spoilers for both of those things. Tangential, but major spoiler for Game of Thrones, just because Eternals features two of the actors from that. And so we talk about a lot of their involvement in Game of Thrones. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion, as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? Okay, we watched Eternals. We're, we're relatively fresh off. You two have seen it twice now. We have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did you think? I absolutely hated it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is, no, I mean, honestly, I was like, there's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually actively obsessed with it. Oh, really? Okay. I'm obsessed. Oh, yeah. I loved it so much. I was so, 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 so into it. It was one of those movies that I would have just sat there and watched again if I had been able to. Can you elaborate on the specifics of why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're probably both going to say a lot of the same things, I'm imagining, but I think that it was so refreshing to kind of, it, it felt like it kind of flipped the standard uh, MCU slash like superhero model on its head a bit uh -huh. in a way that felt really refreshing to me. And it really was telling such a big, vast story in one of the most like intimate ways that I feel we've seen in the MCU. Okay. Where yeah, it just I... was so focused <laughs> on the character emotions of everything more than the events of things. And I mm -hmm. love, I eat, I eat that up. Yeah, that's the shit I live for. So like the subtle nuancedness of every character was incredible. I'm, I just, I love it so much when you can, especially with a cast as giant as this one, to be able to have like quiet, intimate moments with each of them and sort of understand a little bit about how they all work. And, you know, obviously we got more depth with some characters than we did with others, you know, especially with such a large cast. But like subtle things like like Sprite, I mean, I guess it's not super subtle, but like Sprite being at the, the bar and then having someone reach for her hand and it disappearing and then just getting that gut punch emotionally like, mm -hmm. oh, she's a Claudia, you know, um, it's an interview with a vampire <laughs> reference, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like and, that's, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like, and it's like one of those things where it's like just small little moments with each of them that sort of lead up to something that's interesting. I thought that the way it was incredibly intelligent to not show the betrayal until the end, because it was, it was a lot more interesting when you figure out that he actually killed Ajax. And, you know, started sort of down this path, you know, without her. And so anyway, I love, I love that too. When the betrayal happened, did it take you that long to figure out or did you figure it out earlier in? Matt figured it out earlier, but I didn't the first okay. time. So it was actually yeah. surprising to me. And I was like, yeah. oh shit. You I know? wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to know that about you, Dana, actually, because we talked about that a little bit, because I've read a, a good amount of these comics and I do really enjoy them. And mm -hmm. Jackie, I don't think had read any. And so- what was interesting is something that that Chloe and team did here that I think was so cool is, and this franchise leads itself to that well, I think, or lends itself well to this, but they really, really kept characterizations pretty accurate, but they really, this was a, a pretty new story. It had a lot of, mm, okay. a lot of uh, things echoing from Neil Gaiman's take on it, a lot of things that echoed from different takes, but it was really a new story and like anything goes kind of thing. It's, but, but it's a very prevalent theme in a lot of Eternal stories that some form of betrayal from one of them ends up being inevitable. 
Mm-hmm. And so I caught on, unfortunately, early that it must have been Icarus just because I felt for someone who was pretty central as far as, I felt like they all got pretty, pretty decent attention, but mm-hmm. there were there were the definite standouts that were more prevalently focused on, right. Icarus being one of them. And we, we, we were waiting so long to get to the bottom of anything about him, really, beyond his accessory to Cersei's love. Life, right. That I was like, okay, it's going to be him. And mm-hmm. so I caught on to that and, I, and everything. And also it was taking so long, we weren't really developing Crow as a villain. We were seeing him kind of become a, a sentient, a more, yeah. a more intelligent deviant. But I was like, okay, they're trying to mislead us by making us think they're building those, but really they're, we're going to have something in the ninth hour. And it ended up, it was such a Watchmen story. It was very Ozymandias, very kind of the structure of it, which I of course love. But I it just, I, I caught on to it, but it didn't hurt the story for me. I was okay. still thrilled about it. <laughs> But I would have loved. I was, I was I thrilled that he, he betrayed everyone he loved. <laughs> I, because I like, I like the moral gray. Because by the end of it, was I was I crying when he flew into the sun? I was. I wasn't like, oh, you're such a good person. But it's like I love the morally gray characters, and they well, like, all and were. I was, of course, I was still mad at him, but I had been mad at him the whole time because I was like, how dare you leave Jim a Chan? Like, who does that? Yes, um, valid question. You know. Yeah. And so, but I also really liked Kit's character, Dane. I think his name was yeah. right. Um, and because I don't actually know, I mean, I know of Black Knight in Marvel Comics, but I haven't read most of these characters I've never read. So I've never read any Eternals that I remember. Mm -hmm. I've never read any Black Knight that I remember. So they were all new to me. So, you know, I I don't know how true they feel to any kind of comic book language or anything, um, from a personal standpoint. But I, I just really, I really enjoyed the story. And the problem is, is like, I wanted so much more. Like, I just needed, like, I wanted like way more moments with, with Icarus and um, Cersei and, and like throughout their lives and that like 4,000 years they were together. And mm-hmm. like, I wanted to see Angie, um, sorry, I'm really bad at names. Thena. 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 I thought it was Athena, but it's just Thena, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Thena. Oh, Gilgamesh uh, is my favorite. <laughs> Athena and Gilgamesh, like I really wanted to see how their life together was. I actually was very uh, touched, I guess, and and like happy that they weren't romantic. Um, because some of my, you know, the best relationships in my life are just friendships, and I think that that love's really important to portray, and they don't often do that, especially in movies. You know, between an attractive person and someone else, and it's and I just enjoyed that. Interesting. I feel like I, I may have so much of it. I may have been shipping them a little bit and imposed a slight like unspoken romance on them. But you're right. There's no actual indicator of. Um, um, also, we had a, a male male kiss on screen um, with a family, um, which is correct incredible. me if I'm wrong. I think we got our and I'm not going to count Deadpool here. I think we got our first MCU sex scene. Yeah. Did we not? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, well, in the first Iron Man, I was we see, to see him kind like, of like taking someone to bed, I think, but I don't think and then there's no hugging. <laughs> yeah, like you don't see them having sex. And I think you yeah, see them go to bed like and you see the one, Yeah, you see like a woman get out of bed and stuff, but I don't think you actually see yeah. that. Yeah. Which was, you know, interesting. At least to fall out in public. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right in the middle of a field. <laughs> okay. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. And then uh, I think, like, we got the least out of Gruig. Gruig? Is that how you say it? Druig? Druig. Druig? Because I know it's not Druid, but it's Druig. D-R-U-I-G. Yeah, it's like Druig. Druig. 
Anyway, Drig. like his moment when he was like, I could stop it all, but they have to just sit there and watch everyone kill each other. Like that was an emotional gut punch for me. And I think added so much to his character and was really interesting. So there's just, just a lot that I want little shows for, but enjoyed myself. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. You just hit the nail on the head for what my experience was, where I I think part of it was an expectation where I was like, I love so many of the people in this cast. I love Chloe Zhao. I want this to become my favorite Marvel film of all time. And I just kept sitting there and sitting there and being like, when is it going to click? And it's not that I had a bad time. I enjoyed it. But I was like, when is this going to escalate into, ah, yes, this is the film I've been waiting for for this many years. This is the whatever. And it just never hit that point. And my friend Marianne, when we came out of it, said something very, I think, an acute observation. She was like, this should have been a Disney Plus show. And Falcon Winter Soldier should have been a movie. Because I would love seasons and seasons and seasons of all the, you know, interconnected soap opera, essentially, between all these characters. Because you're right, we did get a lot of really great character moments that are very efficiently told. But I wanted so much more. And I think they had to compact a lot of things because at the end of the day, they're still, you know, we got faceless bad guys for a while. And we got like some of this other stuff that I was like, I don't care. I don't care about that. You know, give me give me their interconnected stuff. And then we got these like little moments, like when um, Druig and Makari are like flirting suddenly and somebody's like, that's new. I was like, what happened there? I want to know. Let's t- tell me about that. Like what? So I I mean, they were flirting in Mesopotamia or yeah, where was that? Yeah. 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 But it was, yeah. it's, you know, like it came like, to fruition like suddenly. I don't know. But I, by the way, first uh, deaf actress in the MCU too. Also that. Yes. I mean, we got a Bollywood dance sequence. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, the fact but, that we're going to close out this year with the two deaf actresses of color who are superheroes now in the Marvel Universe is amazing because Echo is coming in Hawkeye. Oh. And it's like, and she's Native American. And then here we have it. It's just like, that's so cool. And that's another thing. Well, about I like too, that Makari for me. Well, I mean, not that Echo's not special, but Makari was not a disabled character or a deaf character in the comics. Yeah, that's so, what I was say. So, like, they, yeah. they went in and they. They changed the gender of a lot of these characters. They changed oh. races for a lot of these characters. I mean, because Makari is a male, mm. usually. Sprite's a male, usually. And Makari is, yeah, not deaf at all. Like, there's just, it's very, it's cool that they do that stuff. Faustus isn't gay in the comics. Yeah, when I not. when I first saw Sprite, I thought they were going to be asexual or mm-hmm. possibly like non-binary or something like that. And I get what they did with the like Peter Pan, you know, crush thing. And it, it worked for what it was. But it would have been really cool to see the first, you know, not first, but, you know, a non-binary character in the MCU. I'm sure we'll get one at some point. But yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. I, don't, like, I mean, they I, already I, did a lot in this one. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I would say like yes. as much as like we could always use more. But like, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so happy the two of you loved it as much as you did because I was afraid that you would be disappointed by it. I just wanted to be on that level with it. And I, again, it's not bad, but it's not my, you know, it's probably not even top five for me, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was, I mean. I would say almost watch it again without those, with new expectations. That's because fair. I yeah. think I think it is nuanced and interesting and very different than a lot of the other films. So I do feel like it, if you're someone out there who felt a little disappointed by it or a little not as changed as maybe Matt and I felt maybe give it another shot. And I know that sounds like I hate when people tell me that and I get it, but I also think it's so different than what most people were expecting from Marvel or, or this movie in general, that it might be just worth like going back in and seeing if it hits you 
the same way. No, I think that's very fair because I think especially with Marvel movies, like for me, I know I stress out so much ahead of time about things like spoilers and things and, and expectations in general. And so I am sitting there kind of almost tense during these movies. But it does tell me something like like Shang-Chi. I was totally in it, right? I was like, oh, this is, I'm in. Even with all those expectations and all that stress and all that stuff. So this, you know, it, I I think you are right in that I will probably appreciate more of it on a second go around, but I don't know if it will be enough. To yeah, be like, it may not yeah. like stratus, you know, may not yeah. fly in a stratosphere for you or anything. Because, you know, a lot of times our first impression does, you know, really matters. But yeah, I had made the comment that I thought that this was something that I think once we have another five years of Marvel, I think people are going to look back and really appreciate this a lot more. I think mm-hmm. it's a little jarring. I agree with what you're saying. I, I also said that same thing. I think we all agree that it would have been really amazing to do as a show. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hold my breath. But if you look at what Disney Plus is kind of doing with, let's say, Andor, out of the Rogue One type of situation, that's a character who has died yeah. in canon. And we're going to go learn more about him. And, they're gonna, and, I'm, and I'm excited for it. But it's this thing where I wonder if there's any world where we might get Eternals-based shows or we could have gotten them if it did better or, or I don't know it's doing okay but I just mean it's people aren't like no it's actually it's doing it. very well financially yeah. you know I I was the, the whole like critics shitting on it thing I was like yeah. this is this is what because once that like boulder starts moving I feel like people just dogpile on those are different two different analogies but whatever yeah yeah and I, it was just like but I, you know once that once that momentum starts I feel like people like people want Marvel to fail yeah, you know, everyone wants the big behemoth to fail in some way or another. But but I was like, I don't feel this strongly. You know, I don't think it yeah. was a bad movie. I just don't think for me it was a great movie. And if you look at the audience scores, you know, yeah. like, people are enjoying it. So I think it's, then, it's just- yeah. And I also think there's something to be said about the certain kinds of the Marvel fan people or the MCU fan people. A lot of times too, I think these movies are so fun when you oh the connective tissue and the little Easter eggs and this and that. And this was. The lacking more of that than usual. Yes, yeah. And this was I, a start. I found it kind of refreshing, but it was a thing where those two credit scenes, I cared about them, but I don't think most people cared about them until they found because people were like, who's that? Like, even Jackie, you turned to me and you're like, I don't know who that is, but okay. And it was like, they are cut. I was like, that is a deep cut. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're like for, getting- For the when, first one or the, for the Star arrows Fox. or for- Yeah, Star Fox yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. and it was- and it's something where we're getting I mean, Harry into Styles got like, everyone in in, yes. in the Chinese to like scream. yeah Harry or at least Styles some women. Yeah. Um, yeah it's still somebody to be like oh Juice like oh yeah you do character and then you know with Dane Whitman at the end there with with the, the Ebony Blade and stuff but it's it's something where it's missing some of the familiarity that I mm-hmm. think so many MCU films have had really strongly and I think some people are kind of like oh. As a result, I didn't have as much fun with that as I wanted to. And it focused so much more. It was it was deep and it was sad. And it was it was more it wasn't very fun. There was I no, was laughing. it was I laughed yeah. at things, but it was it was sad. I cried more than I laughed. <laughs> you yeah, know? I didn't cry, but I did I did find myself looking for moments to laugh. And we've we've talked about this extensively. Like again, Thor Ragnarok, my favorite Marvel movie. That tells you a lot about what the type of Marvel sure. movies I like. And, and I, I, you know, knowing that it's a Chloe Zhao film, I was like, okay, she's not exactly, like, she doesn't cut her teeth on, but then you've also got like Kumail Nadjiani in it, right? So I was like, you can't cast yeah. him and not have, and they had those moments. I liked those yeah. moments, but they did feel. It um, is ballet. Come on. Oh, I love that. I loved it, but it just felt like in yeah. such stark contrast to be like, yeah. like, it felt like a studio note being like, we have to have funny. Like you have to have funny, figure out how to get insert, funny in here. Right. Insert yeah. some humor. And I, I think that probably is very true. And. 
you know, I'm someone who loves a melodrama over here. I love a space opera. I love the kind of, and so I loved the seriousness of it all. And I like that it felt different. I like that it was, it was like, I don't know that I'd seen something that I ever, that I would say paired the big like summer popcorn blockbuster vibe with the complete indie filmmaking vibe. It felt so, Mm -hmm. and it felt real. I felt like we had sets and I felt like we had, it just like, there were of course special effects that were questionable in parts, but I just feel like it looked good a lot of the time. And a lot of MCU does, but yeah. I just liked, it felt like I wanted to live in it, you know, and I, I just loved it. I, I know they're, okay, so I know they're not only, I mean, they're essentially the red herring in this, but they are, they're like the nemesis of the Eternals in general, but the, uh, what are they call the deviants. Mm-hmm. I almost felt like we could do without the deviants in this. Like the yeah. the whole like eating people's powers and evolving and all this stuff. I was just like. They were yeah. there as a, as a device to provide action sequences and trick you into not realizing yes, that I, one of the Eternals was going to be bad. Right. I hate those, like, just senseless yeah. CG monsters because it just, it, you know, it's talking about sets and production value and stuff like that. It's, there's, I've yet to see a film use them well and, like, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it not be jarring and be like, this is clearly a CG monster, you know? Yeah. What I loved about it, because I, I agree with that, like, and, and I think that this film had more action than I expected and more than I needed, but... You know, because I don't, I don't need a ton, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like, oh, I could have given a couple of these sequences to more character development, you know, instead of. But you know, I get it. It's the appetite. People do want the action, and I think it's important to include that in comic book films. But I found myself focusing both times very heavily on, like, especially when they're there and they're trying to recruit Druig and and they're in the Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. like that one when poor Gilgamesh, but. That whole sequence, I, like I find myself when when the deviants come and they're attacking, I find myself just focusing on like, okay, Chloe's like, well, if I have to do this, okay, well, here we go, and she's like the the beautiful cinematography and the way it's like the choreography and all the stuff. And I'm my like, my favorite was Athena because <laughs> Athena's yeah. fight sequences, she would like, oh. she was like a ballerina, <laughs> and I was like, it was so pretty. into it, like oh. her, like just beautiful, like, oh, but I was like. See, this is the thing is the emotional beats all got me because like yeah. when she was fighting, I think I don't remember what they, they call him Crow at the end, Crow. the actual like uh, enlightened version. And he was pretending to be Gilgamesh. You know what I mean? Uh, Gilgamesh. And like she was using his voice. Yeah. yeah. Using his voice and like doing that. Like I was like heartbroken for her, you know, in that moment. It was just like so sad. But then she kills him and it was so great. That that scene that her that fighting scene aside of hers, though she was my least favorite of the fighters because it was just like the CG for it was so bad because you know it's this whole like it the, for a Marvel film I was like come on like this is and this is not limited to Eternals but sometimes I'm like did we run out of budget for this moment yeah. because when she does like the flip on and you know that stuff it's just the weightlessness of it gets me and this is like an animator nerd complaint but I think it's also because she's always dressed in white that she stands out really hard against it I'm like no no. I- I think the ground battle stuff, I think the choreography was really fun. And like when she's fighting Icarus, I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, when like when they get and we're going back, I forget what time period it was. And they show them fighting them all. And she's like, she flips off on top of the front of the one. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's like sometimes it's like, ooh. But I like that idea of the, the fighting style yes, they were going yes, for. Yes. And I got to say, I thought that that was, I, I was actually, the stakes in this movie I felt were quite high for me. Like I was actually worried that they were going to kill her because Listen, we've they had Glenn, afford oh, Angelina we've, Jolie. Yeah. Well, yeah. they also, but they killed a decent had Glenn, number of characters Glenn that Close I wasn't expecting. In, in, a, in a one-off Marvel film, we've had, like, it's like, it's not just, oh, because it's Angie, she's going to live. 
she was Nova Prime, remember? And oh, Bird okay. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't like, remember that she died. Some people were like, oh, well, of course they were going to kill Angelina Jolie. And I'm like, how do you know? She might have been like, I'd like to do one of these films and never again. It's oh, like, no, my assumption was know, they were going to kill her I mean, because yeah. you can't afford to have her in the future. <laughs> so I was, I was panicked because I honestly didn't think they would kill Crow because Crow is a a pretty big deviant character and mm. in the in the mar- comics and stuff and actually she and crow have children together at some point so okay, I bet. Not, yeah <laughs> well the deviants aren't quite as creature-esque in the comics well, no, they, no, that's, they, you know, like, sure yeah but... they, they talk and they don't have all these they, they they have deformations that are crazy a lot of the time but they're just not pretty people essentially uh-huh. and the Cecilies are celestials are all really pretty people i mean sorry the eternals are all really pretty people and <laughs> it's like it's just it's weird it's a little shallow but they decided to make them more creature-esque here. And I don't know. It's hard to say because in the in the, in the comics, you know, Thanos is an Eternal with the Deviant gene, which is why he looks kind Wait, of what? crazy. What? What? Well, he, that's who. That's what he is. That's his, well, like, that's his, what Harry Styles' brother was, remember? Yeah, he, Harry Styles, Star Fox it's... is an Eternal, and he's Thanos' brother. Okay. But Thanos inherited a Deviant gene because when, in the comics, when the Eternals and the Deviants were created, they were, uh-huh. they, they, like, they were, offsets when humanity was being created it wasn't quite this whole we're creating you specifically to do this thing it was okay. more kind of like they're offsets of humanity and actually what's interesting is the eternals creation is what ended up spawning mutations in humans on earth too which is how where we get mutants and so i kind okay. of thought they'd go into that a little bit and kind of welcome mutants a little and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's a lot to bring up but but so the deviants were handled a little differently in this and i was like oh interesting because you know again thanos is part deviant and he's you know, he's purple, but he's big and purple, but he's like, you know, he's but gross. That's why, yes, yeah. that's why he's so powerful and ever, everlasting. And all okay. That kind of I didn't know that. I, oh, yeah. but, um, you know, I but either say way, that, whatever. That, um, Angie was funny in this. Like I, I genuinely thought some, a lot of her moments were the funniest. Like when she did the, like, I've already given this speech, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess it's the little kids line, but it's, it's her reaction to it oh, too. God. When he's like, He's like, are you okay? She's and putting she's her like, hand in the toaster. The toaster. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you. He's like, you okay? <laughs> I love the artist. It was, that was the best. It was so yeah, funny. No, but there, there but. were a lot of great moments. I guess I just felt like it was wanting at the end. But, but I do think that speaks to like the core of it. Still enjoying it, but but being like, I want more. Oh my god! And can we? T- yes. we have to talk for a little bit about how hot everyone was they were just so unfairly attractive attractive. like so ridiculously it was just like watching richard and there was just it was very hard (laughs) i was having a difficult time because like one of them would be on screen and be like yeah that one's definitely the hotter one like i need to like you know make that happen and then the other one would be on screen i'd be like "Ooh, actually (laughs) gotta go with this one you know i have Two I like that I talked about like this is possible at all, but, right, but call me, you know, yeah, if you yeah. want to. Duck and Digis. Yeah. Are you all team Kit or team Richard? Independent of characters. Oh, oh independent Richard. of characters? Richard. Richard. Okay. Oh, I don't like Kit Harrington very much at all. I'm sorry to anyone who does. I just, I don't, I don't like him all that much because of I actually, I didn't stuff, love him in this role. Yeah. He was, he was nothing, but he also wasn't given a huge part. Yeah. 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 It, that's, and that's the thing is it was kind of, that's why that was a deep where. But only because I didn't like, I didn't really like his character in Game of Thrones. So, like everyone like, else. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah. a Jon Snow fan, but either way, I hated way, Jon Snow basically the whole time. Not, and so, I always hate that character. Though, let's be honest. Like this, like the whiny hero person is never someone that I'm like ever too excited to root for. So, 
Yeah, and I didn't like. I'm not like. I didn't hate Jon Snow. I didn't. I don't like what Jon Snow represents as a plot device or a character sure. in a because it's just like oh, okay. So this is who I'm supposed to root for. This is the and hero, he's, he's, and he's just put upon. I do, all the time. I do like him in the books better. Like he, yes, he he's the, the show did something. Yeah, but yeah. my my kind of. I don't want to sound like I'm some big hater, but my my disdain or like my dislike for Kit when I would see him on panels and when the didn't he cheat on what's her face and like I just oh, thought it was oh so you're kind of slimy. Yeah. I just didn't really like him. And then the not liking him fed into my not liking Jon Snow. And then when, by the time you get to the point where Jon Snow gets killed and resurrected, I'm like, oh, oh okay, now I just can't stand this anymore. So I, it's it's a thing where it's like, I don't know whose fault it is more, but I'm just not a fan of that vehicle. But I liked him okay in this. <laughs> All right. Well, because just for me as a plot device, like introducing that so early on, you know, I, I we, especially because early on, we don't know why they break up or whatever. I was like, you picked him? That's your rebound? <laughs> Like of all the humans, you're Gemma Chan. Like, yeah. like you're Gemma Chan. The, yeah. the least believable thing in this movie yeah. is asking us to believe yeah. that he could. Eat the, yeah, and, and I love that. Like, I mean, I don't think he or Richard Madden are particularly tall people, and Gemma Chan isn't either. But just like the the moments where they clearly were trying to make him yeah. like of equal height, exactly. Like, Cause she's clearly taller than him. Yeah, I feel like Gemma like, could fool me. She she just reads so tall to me. And, she like, reads very like, tall. Yeah, I mean, she's and, not yeah. short, but she's no, not no, like yeah. yeah. Is it? She's taller than kit though right i think so i think she's probably he's pretty like, short he's pretty short because he's setting. short and yeah. because there were a couple sequences where she was taller than him because i remember noticing yes, it yeah. and thinking that was really interesting that they kept it in because usually they make them stand in like apple boxes or whatever um, well i think it, it was like they couldn't okay so google says they're the same height which means he's shorter yeah. <laughs> you always, yeah. under a certain range you always have to subtract like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then my other question is, where do you land on the Barry, I don't know how to say his last name, Druig's hotness? Hot or not? Not. Oh, see, what's funny is this is the first time on this red carpet circuit and then in this film. the red carpet circuit, though. Oh, I didn't look at the red carpet in the movie. Okay. Okay, Well, I would just say, well, I I guess it's just, it all goes together for me, but I guess the red carpet circuit and also in this film is the first time, and no offense to him, but the first time I've actually thought he was kind of attractive. Because he usually plays such a creep. Okay, he so is, I did. Different looking, odd looking, like not conventionally attractive. Not to say he's like odd looking, that's mean. But no, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's not conventionally attractive. But like, I met him in Killing killing of a Sacred Deer, and he's like terrifying oh, he's, in that. And right, like, such gross. a great performance. But like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. But eating that pasta, and I'm like, Bleh. like, you're yeah. so gross. And then, you know, he was in Green Knight briefly, and he was kind yeah. of weaselly and like, and that. And I've seen him here and there. But this, I was like, okay, I'm kind of feeling this like, godly and and i really they they she humanized that character a bit more that character is mm-hmm. a bit more sadistic i think in the comics and he, he yeah. likes he likes causing pain and things like that and like because he mm-hmm. just doesn't like people which i relate to but in this i kind of like <laughs> liked his compassion for people for humanity and stuff and I, it really hit me more and so i found him attractive yeah okay i you know obviously my immediate reaction was no absolutely was not attractive so i i, I googled him on the red carpet and he is much more attractive on the red carpet. Yeah. yeah but, but independent every, of that. Everything I, think I know him in, and he's so creepy in. So it's yeah, like, he's very good at that. So the reason I ask is because I, I I took a friend to go see this, and my friend Jackie was like, "Oh, he's the hottest of all of them." And I was like, "Excuse me, what? Hotter <laughs> than Richard? Like, what like, is she watching the same like, movie what? I watched? What? Because every time his face was on screen, I was 
dying. It was. I was so confused by it. So, but yeah. you know, like to each their own. I'm very happy for her and her. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard because it's, it's a film where I honestly don't think I think any of them are unattractive people, but. I don't. I think I they're all insanely attractive, except for yeah, the one who's a I, child, which you know that's right. Issue. But she's but she's a cute kid. She, you know? she, yeah, okay, she's yeah. a good looking person, but yeah. it's not there like are, we're, there we're are not ugly. evaluating on the <laughs> same <laughs> plane. There are, like, there are like ugly children, you know, and it's like, and she's not. Yeah. So it's like okay, and should be like thirty. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I I'm sure she's older than we think she is, but yeah. but um. Oh yeah, she, no, she's fourteen. Oh, Ooh. amazing! Fourteen right now. I think so. Which means she must have been like 12 or 11 when they were Yeah, she actually. actually looks older in the film than yeah. Yeah, like she does in these pictures. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, of that list, yeah, he Barry wouldn't be in my top three of them as of hotness. Cause we, I was like, there, how many of them are? <laughs> there, well, that's what I mean. Is you, you, yeah. You've got, 12-year-old you've got did it. very good at acting older than she was. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have but to she act, also just you know, looked, paternal. <laughs> yeah, and, she looked Fourteen at that point. Yeah, but uh, great for her. Good for her. But yeah. Anyway, the the Barry thing was like a a curveball that I was not expecting when I coming out of that movie. <laughs> I was thrown by that. And then this is such a tangent, but such a specific thing that stuck out in my brain. So they made two references to I, I think Batman and Superman. And so I'm like, does this mean that in the MCU, DC Comics exists? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Because like, well, it makes MCU. sense because because MCU takes place in our world, so like New York and places like that. Oh, I get that's fair. Yeah, whereas like the DC is is, is Gotham. Fiction. It's like and, it's more high okay. fantasy, right? Because it's not Earth. It's Gotham. It's, it's Metropolis. It's not Earth. Well, it is, but it's not like Earth as we know it. Like it's it's like they don't. There's like New York City is not a thing. San Francisco is not a right. thing. They're all, they're all different. So it's not like our Earth, you know. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. Whereas, like in in the MCU, which is what as a kid always drew me more to the MCU comics, was the idea that if I went to New York, I might see Spider Man. Sure. I wasn't gonna see Superman. You know what I mean? Because it's like I can't go to Metropolis. It doesn't exist. I guess I didn't realize that. I always thought they just like for I don't know copyright or whatever reasons were like, yeah, it's a Gotham. (laughs) 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 They're 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 older than than Marvel, so that might have been how it started. Mm-hmm. and why it started but they've stuck with it yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but i did think it was just like a very funny and san francisco's platinum flats i always love that is that what it is yeah oh the irony yeah. it's the no. least flat of but it was like yeah. I, I don't know that i would name it either of those words but you know yeah no yeah no. and it, it always makes me laugh because platinum flats is where all like the techies live and all this stuff and it's just like yeah that tracks what? but like that, that tracks and so it was like it must be san francisco but like flats and yeah. platinum Maybe they're being like super ironic. Maybe they're like, we can't call it like the golden like hills. <laughs> we'll go with the opposite of that. We'll call it platinum flats. Yeah, I just anyway, sorry. Random tangent. Yeah, but, but I, I was just like, does this mean that like at some point, you know, Jack Kirby existed in the Marvel universe? That you know, it's just such like a weird brain spiral I that I went on when they were like, are you, are you super? You went. Man? You went into the multiverse. You I went, went into the multiverse. Yes. Yeah, you went yeah. on it. Okay. I thought, I truly was convinced at one point when they were doing the bracelet thing or whatever, because my theory at the end of Shang-Chi was that, yeah. you know, they had exactly enough bracelets or whatever to, to summon the Eternals. And I was like, it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. Oh, and then, like mega, what's it? Mega hive brain. What is it Unimind. Unimind. I was like, Unimind. We're yeah. calling it Unimind. Well, the thing that's funny is that was how I, that's also 
how I was like, okay, like especially the first time we saw it, people weren't really reactive in the audience at all in, at AMC when we the first night we went. Uh-huh. When he was like, I'm I'm doing this thing and I we we call it or whatever, and I was like, oh, the Unimind, and then he said it. And then, like, no one reacted to it. And I was like, oh. Is that such... an existing thing? Okay. It's a huge thing for them okay. in the comics. That's how they, like, work together. And it's like, Got oh, it. then we're doing the Unimind. And okay. so uh, I, in fact, in the trailers, whenever you see them all standing around the Arisham, like, statue, and you see, like, the gold orb with some, I thought that that was going to be a Unimind thing, and it wasn't. <laughs> so I was like, oh. Got it. Okay. So when they finally got there, I was like, oh. And then, like, I kind of thought nerds would, like, cheer or clap. Because it's, yeah. it's a ridiculous name, but it's so... It's eternal. It's in every eternal. Okay, it's comic. an eternal thing. All <laughs> yeah. right. I chuckled a lot at it, but I was like, you know what? Like again, having like worked in tech as well, being like, yeah, that is a product name that would stick somehow. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that is a name that and would then, just. And then stick. they made fun of it, which was fun. Yeah, I like yeah, that they no, it it and made it fun of it. Yeah, it's like it was very self-aware in that way. Yeah. Speaking of standing around, this again, my brain is just pinging all over the place, like recalling this film, but. I found it so funny that every time they always just like gotten that like line formation at the end, it's just like what. What yeah. tactic is this? Uh, I loved it. Just yeah. assemble for the cinematography. Like, assemble for exactly. the poster. Like, what is the strategic logic of standing? Like- I don't, I don't I think, don't know. I don't think Chloe had the capacity to not just make every single shot amazingly beautifully framed and pretty. <laughs> like, I, just don't, I don't think she could let it happen. No, she was like, we just always have to be, she's like, every moment has to be screenshotable. Eh. And I was like, well, it is. They were, yeah. you know. And it, I, it, yes, yes. It, <laughs> that tracked. It was. Again, pinging around a little bit. Oh, okay. So two questions. One, at the very end, did you I get, Did you both know that it was Mahershala as Blade's voice? Is that confirmed? Because I said that it's, right oh, at the I end, don't. but I didn't know if it was confirmed. I don't think so, but my uh, friend Marianne, that was her guess. And I, oh, okay. yeah. I the, the thing is, is like, I, I haven't actually looked it up now, but I said that. Because we were, we were like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, maybe that was Blade. And the only reason I said it is I was like, okay, well, it's clearly someone we know is coming. Mm-hmm. And then also, I just went down this like tan- this thing in my mind of where I'm hoping things eventually it's go sometime. But I was like, there's this like silly comic line that I, where I, I it, probably when I was younger, where I first met the Black Knight. And I'm not like the most familiar with him, but at one point Dracula replaces the ebony blade with a fake and he's like trying to do it things with the real one and stuff. And I was like, it just, it gets, it's vamp, their vampire things happen, but I don't, I haven't read anything where blades involved with the black Knight, but I'm sure they've come across. Oh no. Other. Yeah. I've, I, I was looking at up the Wikipedia after that. Oh, okay. There's like an eventual, I think. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I, I at first thought I was like, is that like a, could they not get Sam Jackson for the day or something like that? Oh, like, yeah, you thought it was going to be like... <laughs> yeah, and then Mary, she's like, yeah, that, was, that sounded like Mahershala. I was like, oh, that makes so much yeah. more sense. <laughs> well, I liked the idea. The reason I went to the Dracula thing is I liked the idea of what if like we... Because he obviously knows what that blade is. And that blade's been... Because it's only been... The blade has a curse on it. Merlin made it uh-huh. back in the day, which is what I was like, okay, I love that we talked about Arthur really quick in this. And we maybe... I was like, I feel like we're kind of... kind of, And we're... Where now Wanda's at Mount Wondegore, we think, right? And it's like Morgan Le Fay and all these things. And I'm like, I feel like we're about to get into the history of some Arthurian things that are in the MCU. That's possible, yeah. And Black Knight is directly related to that. And Merlin made the blade. And then uh, I forget his great, great, whoever had it first, killed so many people, got cursed. And so Mm -hmm. it became this thing. And then like it was a villain thing. And now he's trying to use it for good. But I like the idea that if that is blade, that he's like been there, dealt with this. 
and I don't think you should take this out. And so right. I, I think it'd be really cool if we can kind of go back and, you know, Blade's old as hell. So it'd be kind of <laughs> cool to be able to, like, go there. Because we don't know what his movie, we don't know anything about Blade's movie and how where it's going to be positioned, do we? I don't As far think as, like, story-wise, timeline? No. So I was like, ooh, cool. And it, and it you know, it just, he popped into my mind for some reason. But I don't, it, yeah. I don't it know if it's confirmed. It, it says it might hit in 2022. No, I don't think so. Oh, I wish. Yeah, I guess they served on the same superhero team once. Okay, that makes <laughs> I, sense. I don't know. Who um, hasn't? Who hasn't, honestly? Yeah. And you know uh, what? <clears throat> we went to the Chinese on Friday, which was our second viewing, and Kevin Feige was there again. Yes, this was... Yeah, so it was Kevin Feige and then um, Chloe and Kamel. Yes. Yeah, Um. so I wanted to ask... Was that because you mentioned that like you know people didn't cheer on the Thursday night screening because they didn't know Unimind and things like that? Was there? Do we? Th- was there? I mean, obviously, when those when the talent shows up, people are going to be even more amped. But do you think there was an even more noticeable reaction between the audience? Like, d- was the Thursday night audience super amped and on par with the Friday night audience? Like, what was the sort of was it about Friday, the same levels of the, the Friday TCL. was way more? And okay. I've I've experienced this. I've gone to a lot of stuff at the TCL like a lot of the big movies we try to do it and it's like throughout the years it's just a better audience it's a better crowd mm-hmm. like people that are going there you're paying 25 bucks a ticket which right like, and I know you are oftentimes at the theater but with A-list so many people aren't doing that anymore so you go to mm-hmm. AMC it's like it feels like it's free but you're like I'm gonna pay 25 extra dollars I'm gonna give up the idea of sitting in a recliner <laughs> I'm gonna be here like you're here because that screen is that worth it and that oh, sound is that worth it and the sound and so, is like incredible. these people are the people who care about what they're about to watch. And okay. so they're always, always more into it. They're so always the, into the trailers. They're cheering for everything and laughing at everything. Morbius so it's a really cheers. fun fan experience, you know? Was the Thursday night crowd amped, though? No. No, silent. not at all. Wow, because to yeah. me at least, you know, yes, you're right. You're you're not necessarily. But you're still the person going to the first screening of The Eternals, right? So right. you have to care yeah. somewhat about yeah. it. No, you'd yeah, think. And it was like... They weren't, I mean, they were, some people reacted to things here and there. It wasn't like they were dead, but like, I was very, very aware of the guy sitting, we had a space between me and the person next to me, but, mm-hmm. you know, Jackie and I are over here, like, sniffling and sobbing and hearts and laughing <laughs> at things, whatever, like, we're, like, into this movie, and I kept, like, seeing him, and I, not, I don't think he was reacting to us, but there were moments where he would just, like, like roll his eyes, like, he just wasn't into it, and yeah. it was just kind of like, uh, and I think people were just kind of like, eh, which... Fair, but yeah, it's it's so the energy is really fun when you're with people who are just like as excited. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Well, and I do again. I sometimes wonder, and I've I think I've talked about this before, but anytime I, it's it, you become more invested in something if you like meet the people you feel you've had a special experience or whatever it is, right? Like, mm. and, and it becomes challenging for me to like review things sometimes if I like meet them first. And I'm like, oh, I have to like this a little more because I know you're a person who made this movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so you know, getting an introduction from that level of people. You're like, well, yeah, I have to like this a lot more because I paid twenty five dollars and I have to love this movie. Like, yeah, and it's a huge, <laughs> huge auditorium. So there's also more people in there, and mm-hmm. a lot of them I think assume that the that Kevin, all the stars who ever come watch the film, like they stay. I think they something. leave after, but I, I guess of course they leave. After. They don't stay, but I, I think people assume they do oh, or think uh-huh. they might because yeah. then like right the first time we saw King go oh, on screen, right. the whole theater cheers because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, just in case he's here, you know. <laughs> 
Which was fun, but it was like no one did it for any of the other characters. Actually, they all cheered for Angelina Jolie, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. But then at at the end, when it's like listing the names, you know, you always, you get cheers based on how much they loved him in the movie or if it's the biggest celebrity or whatever. And he got Chloe and and him got hands down the biggest cheers out of everyone. Right. So So it was like, they all were like, oh, they might be here. Yeah. So it does influence it a little, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it more fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm here and for it. And they're not but yeah, guaranteed it's... to be there, which is what's kind of fun about them showing up. Yeah. I was like, how many times have you two gone in the – it's been – it was this. Only two for Marvel right yeah. now. Yeah. That but we've only had two Marvel in the last. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I, I will say – I don't I think, think it'll last forever, but I it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been there on Friday nights where I've definitely seen – They've a lot of times an actor because they'll just come by. So like, oh, why not? And they know it's exciting, you know, for random movies and stuff. So it's something that like the Chinese accommodates really well. But well, I also think this trend continues. It's an easy check, you know, because you have X number of like contractual obligations to show up at things. And so you'd be like, yeah, fine. If you like live in L.A., you're like, yeah, I'll do the Chinese. I'll do the Chinese. Like that's literally across the street. And it's owned by Disney, and so yeah. Disney might be having like events there, and then they oh, just I walk promise across. you, they went, they walked right across that That's street. I mean, they do both, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, so they go yeah. to one, and then they're around, so they're like, we might as well also see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, because I'm sure, it, I'm sure. I, the mean, I like it. Was, like, I have fun. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's a great, like, I it's a fun <laughs> Easter egg, etc. All right, so we this is pinging back to it, but we 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 know we vaguely know, like, I guess Kit and Blade are somehow coming, etc. Uh, you know, you were right in that there didn't feel like a ton of other Marvel connections to things. So where do we think it's going? Like, I know we get this, we're getting this Star Fox Thanos thing. But like, I don't know, how- but I'm very upset because I don't like Cersei being up, you know, gone and not knowing where she is. And I'm upset. She about doesn't that. care about Fastos, doesn't care no. about Kingo, but she's like, Cersei's up there with with mm-hmm. with Arsham. And I <laughs> need Cersei back. And I'm upset about it. And and I'm just kind of wondering. So Matt and I were hypothesizing a little. And we were hoping, and and this is, and I don't know if he's hoping, but he gave me the idea that it could be possible. Um, Mephisto. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that they should just never have Mephisto in anything and always tease it to us forevermore. And it just be the big joke. That Mephisto never yeah. actually exists in the MCU. But anyway. I'd rather see him. But anyway. <laughs> I want them alive. Keep it alive. Um, I just think it would be the funniest joke of all time <laughs> if they just never did it. Anyway, Thor. We think they might show up in mm. Thor. Yeah, that works. Or yeah, at least that's what I was thinking, or at least hoping because I hope we don't have to wait until Eternals two to see if Cersei's okay. Oh uh, no! Yeah, uh, yeah, we might. We but might. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I, we talked about. I, I don't remember what exactly brought me to say that about Thor it's completely possible I just can't remember what we were talking about when we said that because I was like yeah we're thinking like it's totally possible there we know Guardians 3 is already happening we know Adam Warlock's coming and also I will point out with the whole Star Fox situation now with Eros Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about how awful Pip the troll looked oh my god why would you do this so bad I I only I say that to to bring that point up because holy shit but also (laughs) To say that he plays a big part in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline and is actually like one of the first three, like him and Gamora, who's in the Soul Stone now, and Adam Warlock, who we know is coming. And 
obviously that's infinity and that's all done and well and done but those three are the ones that they emerge they have, they're dead but they emerge from the soul stone in the bodies of people who just die in order to start trying to fight against this thing and so it's interesting because he never was brought into the mcu yet but now he's here and it's kind of mm-hmm. like but why just for this yeah. weird accessory role uh and so i don't know but it just kind of made me think guardians three because again we know they're searching for gamora and we are we also saw our very first celestial technically in guardians as sure. nowhere space station and it's kind of like the connections kind of well, and there. also just like in space, right? Like yeah. they are our then, space, yeah. space. Thor presumably won't be on Earth. We also have mm-hmm. Marvels coming, and that presumably right. won't be all right. about She's Earth. She's off and doing so, whatever. Yeah, now that we're like dealing with the cosmos here. It's like who knows, and yeah. so all those are contenders. I guess I'm also assuming that Phase Four or whatever, or Phase Five, will culminate in another story. Well, no, I assume it will. Com- we'll have like another meta storyline or something like that because. It's comic book based, you know, but, but I'm just like, oh, the, the idea of not having them in something like not seeing them again, because, you know, we're so used to seeing everyone in so many different things at this point being like, oh, are we going to go into multiverse of madness and not see any of the Eternals? You know, like how, how, how strange. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> You're so clever. <laughs> um, or like, uh, you know, and then I guess next is Thor and then, you know, Black Panther too. I'm like, where would you fit in here? Not very well. Well, I mean, we can't forget also, I mean... Actually, that's not true. You could put Brian Tyree Henry in there. Yeah, well, you could also... I mean, you could also Well, put just because, like, the like, technology part as well as yeah. like, race. But you, you could also put Dane Whitman in there because there's there are many Black Knight Wakanda stories as well, like with, with T'Challa and things, which, of course, I know we don't have T'Challa now. But Yeah, I was like, I don't know but, if you introduced Carrington, the whole of the white in Black Panther. <laughs> I know, but I just mean, like, you could connect things there. And either yeah. way, it seems that... Kit Her- it seems that, you know, Dane Whitman, Kit Harrington's character, is going and consulting that blade because he's, he. it seems to me he's like, oh, God, like, I have to somehow save Cersei from this huge beast who just took her away from me. I have no idea where she is and I have no idea about this. But, like, what is what else is he doing that for? You know what I mean? Like, he's oh, going see, and- I, didn't, I didn't even get that, like, motivation from him. I just thought he was, like, selfishly being, like, I'll discover my own history and past yeah, yeah. and all this well, stuff. You know, she gives me too. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how convenient that she's dating another. You know, know. she found the other. Yeah, whatever. and and what's funny is that's the only relationship on screen that I could tell anyway that was canon at all. And so, because <laughs> they there's a whole love triangle with them, but I like that this kind of flipped it on its head a little bit more, where it was like she was more the one, the tip of the triangle here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the comic, the most familiar one I'm I'm with here, it's Dane is the tip of the triangle, and it's between her and it's between Crystal, who's an Inhuman. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I like that she was the one here because she and Icarus, as far as I know, never have anything romantic in the comics at all. Well, and so I kind of love that I because this is such good property to be able to just kind of go in and every time you read Eternals storylines, it's like it's kind of just like starting over. You're like, okay, new take on this now. And so this just felt like another new take. And I felt like I was getting to discover the story, you know, in yeah. that way. And I liked yeah. that. Makari and Druig completely new. I mean, Cersei and Makari date in the comics and Neil Gaiman's run. And it's like, or kind of have, you know, flirtation anyway. Mm-hmm. But, and I, so it was cool that they did that. And it's like, it's all just kind of new stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. We could see whatever he's, whatever Dane's going to be doing stands to reason that it'll be, to me, something about kind of where is Cersei. Yeah. I just, I ha- I would hate it if Dane is our next 
checkpoint in this and not like oh. the actual Eternals. But fully agree. But I just mean, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about the future regardless. I have to say, I I think that even if you subtract the shows and you just talk about movies, no accounting for Spider-Man because we have no idea if that's any good or not. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of Marvel's strongest, if not their strongest year. Like, I think the three films we've gotten have been really great. Cool. Wait, what was our other film? Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow. Black Widow. Yes. I thought I thought Black Widow. I count Black Widow in the new phase in that it still sets up characters that I think will matter moving forward. Yeah, you know, yeah we're I agree. I, I, I think anything that we got post that last, yeah. you know, movie yeah. is technically but being, new phase. being that it's like a not present yeah Yeah, it still sets up things that matter shang chi absolutely is i think the one that's kind of like hey this is we're moving here's the avengers here's the avengers story you know yeah and this i i i love being in this point because if you if you look back 10 years ago it it became very pretty apparent pretty early on especially to comic readers but then i think to everyone that we were moving toward an infinity gauntlet story Mm -hmm. and right now we know we're going to multiverse but what does that mean Right. right, that could be it everything. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't even officially given us any reason to fully believe we know the next big bad. If we're getting one big bad, like we know Kang's coming, we know Scar- like Wanda's going crazy, we know mm-hmm. stuff's happening. But I love that living in this kind of mystery where it's just yeah. like everything, everything. It, it feels like everything's just anything goes. And this potential. Yeah, and I and I think after you look at the rounding out of the Infinity Gauntlet story, if you told me that the films that round out the year following the end of that story would be the strong some of the stronger ones in my mind, I think mm-hmm. I would have told you you were crazy. Because I'm like, oh, but fatigue, you know, it's kind of like yeah, oh, no, I'm but I do it. think I do think it's healthy in that it we were fatigued, and so being like, all right, here's fresh, you know. Yeah. Like, Smart. you know, you, you understand the universe they live in. We reference some of the events that like happen, you know, we all talk about the snap and all the stuff like that. But generally speaking, like we're starting over. Yeah. And, and it's fun to kind of think, God, where are we going? And the right. shows, and, of course, enhance that. But even well, this makes me that. wonder what happens when we go back to some of the characters who we have, who were part of that, right? Like what happens when we get strange? What happens when we get guardians back? Like, are we going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm exempting <laughs> Thor because I'm still yeah. excited for Thor to come back. I said to Jack, if you're walking around this weekend, I was like, but wait, can you just even imagine when you see Natalie Portman walk out with that armor on? Yes, I can't even. I can't even. With Milnor, like, come on. They can't it's, even game over. it's game my, over. I'm going brain, to die of happiness. I, I, so far in my life, I don't think have been able to access that part of my brain. Like, you know how we <laughs> don't use a full, and it's like, it'll, it's going to blow my mind. <laughs> I'm a Natalie Stan, okay? And I'm just going to, like, lose my mind. And it's just, yes. like, it's so exciting to think what's coming. I mean, this is, my hope is that because of the combo of all of the things for Love and Thunder, this could become all of our favorite Marvel films, right? Sure. You it get sure my Taika, could. you all get your Natalie. Like We all get our and four. I, I mean, it's just like. It's a Jane Thor story I love from yeah, the comics. The, so, the, you know, and, and the thing is, is, like, I'm actually not too attached to any, like, events that happen in it i just liked her characterization and like that she gets milnor and all that stuff so i'm really looking forward to, to watching the story yeah the only asterisk in it for me is like because it's, it involves guardians i'm like i don't need no chris pratt we're good i'm done like we just get rid of star lord get get rid of star lord we're good yeah i'm gonna have to say that's a firm agree for me yeah. <laughs> i mean you know i didn't 
ever like love, love, love him in Star Lord anyway. But now I'm just kind of like I'm so over this kid that I'm just like, can we move yeah. on? Well, I w- I loved him on Parks and Rec, and that anyway we're tangenting. I, did, I, did, but, like, no, I, I him on Parks too. and Rec, and it's been I thought I thought he was well cast as Star Lord, mm-hmm. but it's just been it's been just yeah. He's he's well cast for the he's well cast for the film that was made. Yes. I, I agree. That's, I that's totally, a fair way to, yeah. totally agree with that. It's just, yeah, when you look at it as like, okay, we're making this all comedy, I, that he works for that for sure. He's not yeah. bad at it at all. I just um, never, I didn't care about, I wasn't like, oh, this is my Star-Lord. Okay, great. Like if he was suddenly written out, I wouldn't shed a tear. Well, now I'm like, write him out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, it's fine. Just shove him out the, shove him out the airlock. Yeah. We don't, we've, we've, he served his purpose. Right. All right. Any parting thoughts, any more thoughts on Eternals? I feel like we got, we did a good. I mean, I'm just in love. I don't know. Yeah. How many more times do you think you'll see it in theaters? <laughs> Honestly, can't even say. I, I will say that. So next weekend, I am excited because I'm going to go up and see my sister real quick, and I'm going to make her watch it. And <laughs> but in, only in that she loves these movies and like whatever. Yeah, she's just, I'm she just surprised she has not seen it already. Yeah, but I guess she, she's not like she that. She, yeah, she won't just get up and go to the theater to do something. Like she just like needs like someone to give her the push, and then she's yeah. thankful she did it. But she never saw Shang Chi either, uh-huh. and I. It's dropping on Disney Plus, and so Friday night we're gonna watch Shang Chi, ah. and then Saturday we're gonna watch Eternals, and then it's gonna be wonderful. And it's just like it's a it's a weekend of just like Asian excellence. It's just movies, and it's like all yeah. these things, but all of them are like it's just wonderful, and it'll be like I think she's gonna really like Eternals. Yeah, and I'm excited to watch Shang Chi with her. I'm sad she didn't see it, but I'm excited to be the one. Yeah, to show I was like, her. how did she miss that? But I guess I know she wanted to see it, and then she it, she just she's lazy when it comes to going to movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it had been on Disney Plus Premier Access, she would have paid for it and watched it. Yeah, I think a lot of people like. I I, and in fairness, like my parents didn't go see it, but that was more of like a health concern thing because they are yeah. older, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they were like mm, theaters. Yeah. It's exciting. It's going to be there on, on next week. And it's like, because I've been yeah. wanting to watch I've saw it a couple of times, but I've been wanting to watch it again. So we'll be, everyone. well, we are not lazy when it comes to seeing movies because we You're saw not. another movie. We sure did. In fact, you two literally just saw this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer. Spencer. Completely different. Completely different. <laughs> it was another. It was, yeah, maybe it was, not, maybe yeah. not that different. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely more similarities intimate. actually then. Yeah. Yes. More similarities than you would expect with a Marvel movie. Yes, yes. I'm going to go ahead and guess that you both loved it. That would be correct. Yeah. Okay. I did. It's hard because I I, I, I really love Jackie. Like, not this one, but the movie. And <laughs> you didn't, I love that you didn't say both. Yeah, no, no, yeah. This one, the movie. If I had to choose one, it's going to be Jackie with Natalie Portman because we already talked about Natalie. <laughs> right? so you no. about, yeah. yeah. And, and I, think, I think Jackie here is okay with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a good it's a good choice, right? Yeah. And so it's hard because I look at it and I'm like, okay, this director, like he's he has such a vision for what he wants to do, and it's going to be for you or it's not going to be for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he cares that much, which I like. No, he does I, not. But it's like he just comes and he says, "Hey, I'm going to give you just this like really intimate look, real quick, and about a pivotal moment in this woman's life, and when you watch." These, this, these few days we're going to cover here, it should inform on her character as her as a person, on her as a person, like in this time. And it gives you an idea of just who she is. And that's what you're going to get. And it's over, you know. And he did it so well with Jackie. And I think he did it really well here. I don't know how I feel it compares yet. I have to mm. think about it a lot. But I really, really did enjoy it. Okay. I mean, I guess you didn't. But <laughs> just based on the, on the face. <laughs> It's not that I 
didn't enjoy it. So I think it got overhyped for me. I got distracted by her accent. And for all I know, that is actually the most accurate accent there is. But I just felt it was a little cartoonish. And I've been thinking a lot since watching it. I'm like, if you didn't know anything about the situation, you know, speaking of him being like, I don't care if you know, you know, this is either for you or not. Like, if you didn't know anything about the film, like, and, and admittedly, like, if you've been living under a rock or been concussed for however long, you know, who doesn't know about that? But I did feel like it relied a lot on us knowing a lot about the context of what was happening because of who the people involved were and not necessarily like I thought I had exactly the same thought where I was like wow I'm lucky I know so much about her because this didn't really explain much yeah but uh, yeah and I me particularly I guess but yeah it didn't bother me in the moment but thinking about afterwards and I think I also I, I thought it was fine like I thought it was it was beautifully crafted I give it that but I think I gravitated more towards the crown version of Princess Diana, but that's also because like we're getting the story from the start with the crowns. So I'm like, okay, well that's you know kind of not fair. It's not fair to compare and contrast because there are different points in the uh, her you know Diana's story. But I, yeah, I just found her accent very distracting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it really took me out of it. what's interesting structurally is I feel he really did the thing where he said, hey, I'm going to come in and like show, like I said, a portrait of these these few days that are like the most pivotal days of these women in the public in their public eyes lives probably yeah yeah in their shift of what their lives are becoming and it's hard because when you watch something like Jackie you see the devastation and the doom and then everything that happens because you see okay the president has been murdered and now you Mm -hmm. see this woman who wanted that life and to be in the spotlight and wanted to be treated like a royal kind of at least and I the assumptions I'm going to make are based on what the film's telling me I'm not an expert on either of these women but mm-hmm. with what the films would have us think you know she was very like oh this has to we have to go down as a legacy and she didn't want to give up her role it didn't seem to me in that and it was a portrait of how she was trying to craft how they were going to go down in history and it was appearances were very important to her yeah and then now we're watching that as it's deconstructed her she's kind of spiraling downward as it deconstructs after her husband was murdered and she's removed right versus this one we're watching a woman who we're seeing in the time where she doesn't seem to want this anymore and now she's choosing to liberate herself but the the, but the doom is coming and we all know she's she's doing things now that inevitably will lead to how she dies not saying she shouldn't have done this but the death that that is yeah. for her is the big moment, right? But this was right. a much quieter thing because we were watching her decide to leave her husband and leave leave the family. Yeah. Right? And so it feels a little more like tense in the way where, oh, the craziness is coming, but we're not going to see it. Whereas Jackie, we got the craziness and it was just like, oh God. Like, you know, so it felt heavier than, yeah. than this did. And so it... I don't know if that all makes sense, but it's just kind no, of to it, say it, that it makes sense. But I do think it's still it, it's felt like less weighty to me in that way. Like didn't yeah. have such weight. Yeah, but I, I do think it all goes back to the the foreknowledge of because at least with yeah. Jackie, it's like okay, well, we know he got murdered. Like even if you didn't know anything about JFK and we're living on a rock, you exactly. know this man a man has been murdered. You that's, know that's how this um, how I was trying well, to actually yeah. explain. Yeah, so basically, it's, it's, you know, yeah. you need to care and, about them already to care that she's leaving him. I would have, yeah. I it's hard because I like. I really like that it was just a couple of days in her life in this like traumatic spot. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that like 
if we could have started it just a day early, you know, when she finds out about Camilla or like some something that shows why this is happening, it would have been maybe stronger, I guess. I But see, having known what I know, it's so hard to say because I still understood her struggle and I still like right. was there with her. You know what I mean? And being like, oh, my God, fuck them. Stop asking her where she is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like those kind of things where I was I was with her. I just like I think I was wondering if like the generation after us would understand it. Right. Like it was made for us for sure. But mm -hmm. I but the generation after us, they didn't see all that. They didn't you know, they didn't live through her. Right. And I just don't know yeah. how much they would understand about what was specifically happening then. Yeah. You know? I, I think the Camilla thing is a great example because when they go to the church on Christmas and like she's there, you know, my initial reaction was like, oh, damn. But then I was thinking about it. I was like, you wouldn't know. And, and uh, you know, it does allude to her and, you know, all those things. And you gave her the same gift. And, you barely and you get, see the pearls. Right. They're right. Like, they're kind of like, You can see them, but like it was like you had to look, you had to know. Oh, I didn't even notice right. that Camilla was wearing the pearls. Oh, yeah, she I was, just was wearing like, the pearls. Oh, it's she was Camilla. Wearing the pearls. Uh, okay, well, there we go. But, you know, I, so I guess the clues are there, but it just has so much more impact for our generation. And I would say anyone who's lived, who lived through the like, you know, major spotlight of it. But to your point, the next generation, you know, are they, will this film stand the test of time? I don't know. Yeah, yeah sure. it's hard to say. It was beautiful. I enjoyed watching it. I will definitely watch it again. But yeah, will it? Yeah, ten years from now, will will the people our age care? I don't know. Will they care I, about Jackie? I, do... I don't know. I, yeah, that's I think the thing. That is, yeah. I don't know. You know, there's yeah, more that's of a true, chance. Jackie is a film that like we we didn't live through. Jam. We didn't. But again, we talked <laughs> for the reasons that it's different. It's like the other thing too. And I I kind of said this to Jackie a little bit earlier, but I I don't know a ton about. Diana behind clo I know about her and I've watched things and read things, but I've talked about her behind closed doors versus the public persona. But mm -hmm. I get the impression that she was a really like good person through and through. And she was just kind of, she was the people's princess and she seemed, she seemed genuine and kind of authentic. And it seemed like the, this kind of role was not going to work for her because you have to, like you said, you have to be two different people. When Charles yeah. said that, it's like, yeah, you do. And it's funny, not funny, but it's interesting to look at that with the juxtaposition with, Jackie is a character where she is she is a dual like machine like she was putting on this is who I am in the public eye and I want yeah. you to look at me this way and this is how I talk and this is she all this very you know she was crafting yeah. it so that film watching her behind closed doors whether it was accurate or not was fascinating to see like oh who was she really mm -hmm. I didn't get that as much here because I felt like she was she was who she is <laughs> you know it didn't really yeah. feel like there's that much duality to it but I will say, while I don't know for sure behind closed doors, I, I can't say, oh, yeah, Kristen Stewart. I can't say it's accent aside. I can't say, oh, yeah, that was definitely Diana. But it didn't feel like Kristen to me. So I do think that she disappeared somewhat, and I liked that. So it's funny. I felt like – and this is this will be actually hopefully a compliment to her. There were moments where I was like, oh, I feel like this is Kristen, but it's her relating to the resentment of the spotlight, right? Being like – uh, you know, I get, I'm going to guess that she is someone who does enjoy acting because otherwise, why would you still be doing it at this point? But she does not like the dog and pony show that comes along with it. And I think that is something that Diana like would have been 
had she lived longer and had she stayed in the role longer or whatever like you know she she wanted she didn't want to be a famous royal she wanted to marry a you know marry this man who she thought she was in love with and all that stuff and so I did feel like I was like there was sort of a, a, a vehemence to her performance at points where I was like she's connecting to this part like she th- this is something she can hook into for yeah. sure yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, something we spoke a little bit about too was I bumped a little on it, um, but then the more, you know, uh, I think it's just a little more surface level, and that's what Matt was talking about um, too. Was um, I'm a big, I'm a big Henry the Eighth buff, so oh. I, um, I love reading about his wives, and so I actually know a little too much about that era of history, mm-hmm. and was just kind of like. I bumped hard on Anne Boleyn being like the one that she's relating to because Henry VIII was like obsessed with Anne, like Mm. obsessed with her. And then suddenly one day wasn't and just like, uh, you know, killed her essentially after. Which which is the one that he created divorce for? (laughs) Was it Anne? Uh, No, it's Catherine of Aragon was the first one. And then Anne Boleyn's who he left Catherine for. Right. Right. So that's that's who it yes. that's and when he was like, I'm yes. gonna invent this thing Helen called the is Eliz- yeah. Elizabeth's mom. Elizabeth mm. first. And so uh anyway. And so I was like, oh, I just don't really yeah, I don't really get it. You know, I was like, God, I don't know why they picked Anne Boleyn. It's just she's just like, I guess, one of the more famous queens, right? Yeah, probably. Um but um the more we talked about it, the more it actually kind of did feel the same because he beheads her saying that she's having an affair when she wasn't and he was the one having an affair. Mm. And so it's very much like you're going to get killed slash like blamed no matter what you do here, you need to run. Yeah. That was right. And his, yeah. yeah that was my so it was, it was a little more like, yeah. so that's what Matt was saying. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I nerd out so far on like Anne yeah. history and just sort of take what the movie yeah. told me. Because mm-hmm. I've 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 read some Tudor stuff and I like it well enough, but I'm not on like Jackie's level of fascination with it all and everything. But yeah, I really saw that as so surface as like no, regardless of even an affair, which that was mirrored, yes. But regardless of an affair, this is a woman who very famously decided to go stand up against the monarchy and look how it worked out for her. So mm-hmm. it was this thing where it was like you are about to go and you're you're wanting to out him as having an affair with this woman, and it's not going to work out for you because they are not going to let their blood get tarnished. And so yeah. you're going to lose that fight. You need to go, girl. And so I liked that Timothy Spall's character ended up being very on her team, even though mm-hmm. he seemed kind of villainous. I, yeah. I liked that. I loved it. I mean, Anne herself, though, like, that's the thing. is Anne, Anne Boleyn didn't stand for anything. She just, Henry was obsessed with her. Her father threw her at him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For the power and privilege. So it's... Well, it is interesting because like, you know, I would actually say and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't remember enough of the actual history here. But I do feel like Diana did stand up to the monarchy and she won. Like her her death is not a result of the monarchy. I mean, it is in that the fame and, you know, we track the whole like, okay, the fame led to the paparazzi, led to the car crash, led to the whatever. But like she got out, which is. Yeah, but that was her her leaving rather than staying and saying. This is injustice. What's happening? And this is what my yeah. husband is doing. And blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that's what I mean. And, and rather, she was like, "I'm going to get out." And and that's what, and that is incredible that she did it. And I love that she did that. And I'm I'm hoping that aside from paparazzi madness, I'm hoping that some of her final days were at least somewhat happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because it she needed to get out. And 
and everything. But I think I liked that. I liked the parallel they were drawing there while also understanding that. If okay, I was so I'm going to nerd. It, it would, I'm going to nerd you know. a little bit, but this is nerd actually out. this is actually more like Anne of Cleves, who was Henry's third wife, um, and because she was the one who um, he had to do for an alliance or whatever, but he didn't like her. And he mm-hmm. thought she was ugly or whatever because he Henry the was a, a cow. A pig. But yeah. anyway, um, he... He was so handsome, though. Yeah. And so he's he's like, hey, will you will you annul this wedding, you know, if I let you live independently? And so she got this deal with him where he paid her for her household and her house and, like, all this stuff for her for the rest of her life if she just signed this annulment. So she actually got to, like, live free from the monarchy as an independent woman in the 1400s, which is wild. Yeah. I feel like that's the, that's the, what we would have dreamed for her. She didn't yes. quite get that scot-free. She didn't get, she didn't get that scot-free, Diana. Yeah. But. but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the average viewer wouldn't probably know that name. No so one would know who Anne Cleves was, no. honestly. No. So I get it. I'm in, you know, I need to not, but I, I just want to nerd a little there. So. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, not knowing that much about Henry VIII, knowing like a, a, a bit about it, but not, you know, I also, I didn't get the Anne Boleyn thing. I mean, I got it in that. I was like, okay, we picked a famous dead monarch, <laughs> you know, what but I, I didn't. And maybe Matt, you can help. Why would that general dude have put the book in her room? Because I think he cared about, he knew what, he knew what was happening. And I think he knew that she was, because she had said that she had left already before the holiday but Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was like the world knew about yet and obviously they all he was brought there to watch her but Mm -hmm. he knew what was going on and that she was you know she was in a bad place and I think it was more he was trying to say hey like again here's an example of someone who tried to go up against these people a little or kind of tried to say like her piece and it didn't work for her it's not going to work for you either you should probably just leave like I think that that was supposed to be it. I don't know if we say I don't know if we should say that that was accomplished in a way that made a lot of sense. But I think that's what what we were. See, to do. I was not one hundred percent convinced at the end of the film that he actually actively left her that book. I I felt mm. like he was just putting it away and being like closing the chapter. Like I'm glad that she got out. I'm glad that she stood mm. up to them. You know, I'm glad that she got to leave and have you know take her kids. But I was still not because it also did feel like such a juxtaposition with all the other moments this character has had. Suddenly you'd be like, I'm the good guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I I think he can take satisfaction in her um, freedom in a sense. But I don't know. I wasn't convinced that he was the one who was like, I planted this here for you the whole time. I kind of was because everything he was ever doing whenever he would show up was was trying to avoid her getting in trouble. He was basically just trying to stop her from doing things that he knew was going to make them mad. Yeah, I guess he just did such <laughs> you know? a good job performing the, like, you know. I mean, I felt, I felt like yeah. he was on the monarchy side the entire time, it's right? Worm tail, you know. And I think that yeah. they wanted, <laughs> I think they wanted us to think, to feel that way. And that, that was why, you know. But I think he genuinely did care. But maybe that's what the was, chef, you, know. you remember when the chef was like, you know, mm-hmm. they laugh about the others, but they, they're rooting for you. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I, th- I felt like, like the three sort of, servers were like the different facets of it it's like the super monarch side the the you know indebted to the monarchy but still rooting for her and then the like team diana person yeah but then also like you know the the conversation when she wouldn't go get dressed for christmas dinner or whatever and he was like on the steps with her and telling his story and whatever i think it was kind of like he's trying to relate to her and not relate but kind of trying to 
you know, like see, I I I took that as lecturing or lecturing. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was and, and it, but, and but it, when actually, he covers for yeah. her, that's when I was like, okay, you know, right. he has a heart. Like he covers for her, and then I, I don't know when he was putting the book away at the end. It was so like, there's here's the shelf, and here's this perfect space where this book sure. was. Yes. It's yeah. like he knew exactly all this stuff. And otherwise, it would have had to have been Sally Hawkins' character who put it there, I guess, if not him. Like, I don't know who else would have. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only other one. Maybe she did. Yeah, who knows? But regardless, I think he still supported her by the end, which I like. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would agree that he supported her by the end. That that I'm firmly on board with. But I just, yeah. I wasn't 100, I'm still not 100% yeah. on them. That he, yeah. like, was like, I'm going to leave this book out. <laughs> he was yeah. a nighttime yeah. reading. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But the Sally Hawkins thing also, like, at the end, I liked it in that I like I liked that the movie actually had a few moments of joy because mm-hmm. it was such a downer. And then at the very end, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like she, you know, these are th- th- that's nice. The beach scene was nice. It was just like, yeah, oh, yeah, but it was just like a, a very abrupt. Yeah, I think it went on a little too long for me. Like it was yeah, a little it was like a it was like grown women don't really frolic this much. Like I understand they're in the middle of like a a joyous like kid moment or whatever, yeah. but like most of the time, you know. Well, no, it went to a place, yeah, where I was like, wait, are we reciprocating? Like, is this, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, no, and, that, that is, I was like, are we on a date? Or I was like, are we trying to imply something further than, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'd never heard any rumors that Diana maybe was into women or anything. So I was like, is that what we're going with here? Are we kind of going there? And then even when she was getting out of the car toward the end to go change the outfit on the scarecrow and say, like, go leave the car over here. I, I maybe didn't hear every word. But I almost was like, wait, are they going to run away together? <laughs> like, I, oh, I, I, yeah, I took that as like she, she was going to she was going to drive away. Like, yes, the, yeah. But yes. Yeah. Which was yeah. the truth. But I, but I for a second was like because it was right after the beach scene. And I was just like, wait, where are we going with this? Right. <laughs> and know? again, I think this has to do with expectations beforehand. And this is why I try and avoid things. But, I, you know, one of the blurbs about you know, talking about the film was like, oh, you won't believe the things that are true. Like the most wild things are actually the true parts. And then these things are stretched. And I was like, is this the true part? <laughs> You're like, wait. We, like, what? What's you're happening? Like, you're here? like, nothing's been wild so far. So wait. You know? Yeah, I was like, I mean, this yeah. is in part because if you do follow any of the royal stuff, it's like not not common knowledge, but it's been well trod territory. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, wasn't it Anne Boleyn's brother that was widely known gay? or thought to be gay? Oh, like I didn't even, know even back that far. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was ever acknowledged in a way, but it was like people. How much does that. this movie expect you to know about both? <laughs> Princess Diana and the Bowen, like Anne Henry VIII's reign. Like, well, no, I don't how think much more do you have to do to understand the depths of this movie? I don't think it's important that Anne Boleyn's brother was gay, but I just I mean, for no, this, I know, but I it's, just it's mean. funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, but I just you know, it's 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 all it's very present. It's always been present. It just kind of got obviously shunned, I guess, yeah. <laughs> through history. But it's always been something that's been very there, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, she's going to get nominated for awards for it for sure. Like, I, this is without question. Um, the other thing I was vaguely sort of disappointed they didn't do was Diana has this very specific makeup look where she has black eyeliner all the way around her eye, which she always, always had. And I understand it's not fashionable and not that cute anymore, but I was kind of bummed they never did it. So... This this actually brings up one more point I did want to think. I felt like a lot of this movie was them taking f- like photo moments and like fashion moments and whatever and be like, okay, how do we string together these plot points so we can recreate her looking exactly like this or do this? You know, like how do we weave this together as opposed to, you know, here's where the story needs to take us. How do we integrate those moments? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah. I could definitely see that. And I agree with the makeup thing. She, and, you know, it's not to say that I don't think Diana was attractive. I think Diana was perfectly attractive. But she very much, Kristen, in this film, her makeup looks so effortless, effortlessly beautiful and she looks so fresh and all these things. And I, 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 I think Kristen is very attractive. And I felt like it focused a lot on how beautiful she was and everything. And I was like, was that really a big, a big player in conversations in her life? Like, you know, like, like it was in this about, oh, she has the beauty and all this and everything. And I, I it may, may have been, but. I mean, I feel like it must have been because like, didn't she was really young when they got together. So I don't think yeah. she, it wouldn't have been like she, you know, it wasn't like whatever what was the current one. Who's Williams? Camilla. Oh, sorry. With Williams, Kate. Yeah, Kate, like, like you know, they met in college, so it's like, okay, she went to, obviously a different time, but, yeah. you know, the whole, like, oh, she's educated, she comes from a good family, all that stuff, and, like, Diana comes from a, a good family, but I do feel like the the young beauty thing was the the real kind of kicker for her. Well, Charles yeah, I could, I could is so unfortunate looking, that oh, maybe, so, did, you know. I love that, I was like, good, they did him a little, not dirty, but, like, they made, they did not pull punches with his hair <laughs> you know i'm like good well i think I mean, it's, it's actor was more attractive than the real charles but just, not, absolutely you know. i would say it's just funny because i can't i can't picture a time when they've been able to cast someone who was as unfortunate as charles yeah, I, know. I, just, <laughs> I just don't just think like, actors like you know if you're that unfortunate exist. you don't go and acting you know no, well, I mean, there's, like, character actors, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to insult Timothy Spall, but, like, he is a distinct look, right? Like, he is, <laughs> like, there's there's got to be another Timothy Spall-esque character out there. Or, like, a Steve me, right? Like, yeah. there are people who are interesting looking, who have very successful film careers. Yes. So, they lean into somewhere it. Somewhere out yeah. there. Yeah, there's a Charles lookalike that we're just, we <laughs> so, need to be discovered. Not that we need to rely. I like that, as a director, he doesn't rely on, on prosthetics and things like that to like oh make this look exactly like it and there's so many like mm-hmm. moments of kind of squint and like you're looking at that queen from far away or you're like <laughs> and i'm like wow oh. this this looks like like just the body language and stuff where i'm like oh this yeah looks, i was like the it. face was no not, that's what i mean yeah. is face is not it but you like if you squint and you look when they're like walking it's like oh wow that's the queen like it's like they get people to really play these roles and there were I, many parts like that with krista too where i thought body language and stuff i was like oh wow she looks like diana there but she doesn't look like her Mm-hmm. right but it's like she looks like her. and so yeah. i like that they do that but you could get someone and put a nose on them right <laughs> you can <project> I, it. <laughs> well because honestly for him it really took me a beat at the dinner table i was like is that supposed to be charles is that charles yeah. do we think that's charles well same, it was like same it must be charles i can't remember yeah. who else that is it, it's got to be charles because who else could that be you know <laughs> right well the the queen, again, for me, was, like, a little bit of stretch, but I was, like, fine, whatever, I'll buy it. Like, the, the yeah. queen is also a very distinct-looking woman. Like, so, but I was, like, I feel like they were, like, afraid of pissing her off. And so they were, like, let's make sure to give her, like, a redeeming moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you can shit on Charles all you want in a movie, but, like, you gotta, you can't, like, there's you a line. To, and he was, like, he was, like, nope, not the queen, not the queen. Like, we'll give her, not, a, we'll give her her. Do not want her coming for you. Yeah. And like, I think, yeah, like, it's that moment. Because that moment, I, I liked it, but it was also a little, like, why would she even follow the queen out just to say that? Like, it's like she. she it was such a bizarre thing that I was like, I can't even imagine her trying to talk to the queen at any point. Yeah. No, this was clearly well, inserted in her to... and following her out a door. Yeah. yeah. I was I like, think, this, is, I think a, this the, is a make good. <laughs> I think the corgis were really well cast. Yeah, they were. Sure. Yep. Yep. I, I yep. believed I believed all of their performances for sure. Yes. They were like dog and lamb. They are yes. the yes. <laughs> they are the 
where's where's the Oscars for the dogs? You know, like why don't we have? I bet you, you know. But <laughs> you're all don't even don't even Do- the Oscars. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I will say also like again, I, I know I keep comparing to Jackie, but something that really stands out in me to Jackie is well, well sorry, something that really stands out to me from Jackie here is the soundtrack and that music in there is just so when I'm watching Jackie, I am like filled with just dread and discomfort in the best way the whole time. Mm-hmm. This soundtrack, I liked parts of it. And I liked like the scene when the, at dinner it was getting tense and she's fat. She's fantasizing about ripping the pearls off and eating them. And then the violins are going crazy. Like I liked that stuff and I was feeling yeah. the tension, but then there were other parts in the soundtrack where it just felt like it was just repeating the same old, like it was like, it felt like someone was just on like, you know, soundtrack on yeah. <laughs> Final Cut, and they were just going and like. I feel like when she was in beat. when she was in this Parker house, was that what it was called? Her childhood home. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. That house when she was in that house, and she was like about to kill herself, sort of, and then it was weird keys jingling. Yeah, was there, like, there was some of that, and I was mm-hmm. such a bizarre. It took me out of the moment because I was trying to yeah. figure out where they were coming from, and like. Who yeah. could possibly be making this weird keys yeah. jingling noise? And then, and then there were moments yeah. where, like, when she was approaching the 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 barbed wire fence the first time when the guys caught her, mm-hmm. and it was like she's walking out there, and the music, it, what what seemed like it was trying to build some chaotic tension in some way, but it was just kind of getting a little louder, and things were kind of happening, and then suddenly a horn was introduced, and then I was <laughs> like, I was like, I feel like you're 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 nailing the chaotic nature if you want us to feel like oh, crazy because she's her mind's going wild or whatever, but yeah. overall I found that I was focusing on the soundtrack more often in ways that I don't think they wanted me to because a good soundtrack for the most part sort of disappears and then. And and then you you have but to like it punctuates when it yeah. like yeah. needs to. You yeah. notice yeah. when it's slapping, but but yeah. other than that, but like this was kind of I was really aware of it a lot, and I kind of wish it was different. Whereas the Jackie one, I'm aware of it, but I'm but it's like it does just it just feeds into the entire ambience. Yeah. There were there like. were there were moments where it was actually distra- distracting from what was happening on screen rather than adding to. I did not have that experience. I just didn't notice it for better or for worse which is also its own yeah. kind of issue you know yeah i would have preferred that but yeah me yes. too like, yeah. yeah but you fair. also but you do want to come out like, yes while it should disappear and just enhance you also there's no but really a great good to come soundtrack out. is memorable that's yes. what i mean like yeah. you remember it and you're like oh that's great and you remember it for reasons that are like that was beautiful or that really impacted me or it was you know yeah or like i mean it's a cheap example because it's I don't know, but like Dune, mm-hmm. when those fucking bagpipes come uh, in, like you you remember, or like any Hans yes. Zimmer score, right? Yes. When the stupid foghorns come in, like, yes. but you know, and you remember, you know. and it punctuates, and he mm-hmm. knows where to put them, and he knows where not to, and like that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's expert that, that, level. That to me is yeah, yeah, or uh, like yeah. John Williams. I mean, John Williams is like, oh. you know, yeah, no, one of the goats, right? So it's there. There's some, um, and lately, like Alexander Desplat's been really like hitting it like there are there are some some composers out there that's just like woof you know like I mean they're Lord doing the Rings, it you know like all the themes Howard like, Shore Howard Shore I just yeah. love love ah. miss him I mean it's Thumb stunning back. well and Titanic yeah. too you yeah. can feel the cold yeah, basically like it was amazing I love it I love a Danny Elfman moment like there's there's like there's some uh, who did Village James Newton Howard yeah what's wow 
So I was like, oh, who did Eternals? It's Raman Jawadi, who did Game of Thrones. Oh. And I'm looking at his, I mean, again, Rotten Tomatoes, always I say with an asterisk, it's like not the right, you know, it, it's such an arbitrary measurement. So many of his movies are rotten. Oh. It's like, it's almost all rotten. It's kind of wild. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I think, so he did the, he did some original, if not all the original music, I don't know, for Iron Man, like the first one. Okay. So it's like, okay. And then there's, you know, he did the Clash of the Titans remake, which is very rotten, the Red Dawn remake. And then he's got Pacific Rim, which I thought had a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And then he did Warcraft and the Great Wall and like the Mountain Between Us and A Wrinkle in Time and Reminiscence. And like, they, these all have just abysmal scores. It's yeah, and I like, like reminiscence movies. too. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. is like it's like these are all movies that you don't most of them, a great wall you do say no, but a lot of them are these are movies you don't say no to. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. actually decent yeah. sized movies by big directors. And so it's really unfortunate. <laughs> Track yeah, it's, it's really it's not very... his fault, I think. Yeah. No, it's not his fault at all, but it is funny because I'm yeah. just like, wow. And some of the these are huge movies. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like you just did What, this what are the odds that yeah. you know you have that many roughly received ones <laughs> like every maybe blockbuster you're a this. part of maybe we should stop going to ones he yeah, well, I really like Eternals though so I'm, I yeah. think maybe things are looking up for him well, but that, that being said I actually did quite like the music in Eternals I like the songs they chose as well but I can't remember it, the soundtrack all that well when I'm watching it I was like oh yeah I like this part of like there's certain parts where it hit harder but a lot of times after like a Marvel film or something like I can kind of hum mm-hmm. the general Shang-Chi stuck with me for sure. Even Black Widow, I remember the the, the theme and that kind of, but more. I like I, at the moment, I don't know if I can hum it, but I was kind of humming it for <laughs> some days. Mm. And uh, this one didn't stick with me quite as much, but I, I definitely liked the music when I was watching it. And mm. I love the use of Pink Floyd at the beginning. Like that, like after that opening sequence, and then as Cersei's like changing that dagger and giving it to the kid and you hear the, like it, like it's slowly coming in and then it comes in and it's, I just love it. I, I think he has a better track record with television than he does movies. Okay, but he also, in 2019, did the soundtrack for a film called The Queen's Corgi, speaking of. Oh, it must be An good. animated film. It's got to be good. It's got to be amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah, he said some weird. Oh, he's doing House of the Dragon. Of course he is. Oh, okay. He did, he did Westworld as well. That's like the big. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he does big things. He's gotten he work. Big things. Yeah. He's yeah, not. He's, he's got. Doing, he's doing work. Yeah, he's not feel too bad for him. Yeah. yeah. No, no. But it's just. I'm looking at. It, I was like, why yeah, is I, it so green? It's <laughs> like, inter- that's an interesting uh, observation. You, you've really cracked the code here. This man. I've going, figured it out. I figured it out. Everyone. <laughs> Nobody worry. <laughs> he's just behind the scenes destroying cinema, and we just yeah. He's like, know, hey, all this time. Yeah, I'll take this one. Who did the score for Spencer? I refuse to believe it was the same as Jackie, but maybe it was. Oh, it's Johnny Greenwood. Okay, he did not do Jackie. I forget the I forget the name of the guy who did Jackie, but it's not that. Okay, parting thoughts on Spencer. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're mildly interested at all, I think I recommend it. I think if you, I think if you if you really really like Jackie, I think I recommend it because it is a nice little kind of companion film. In a lot of ways, in the in the yes, vibe. in in his depressed woman yes. series, I yeah. I would I personally hope that he continues this anthology because <laughs> I, <laughs> I I just I really like what it. Other I, tragedies? Do you want him to explore? Like who I mean, else many, is next? As, as many as possible, honestly. Um. So you know, I I like that. I, this is like a stupid thought, but I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, 
we all like Taylor Swift here, right? I was like, eh. uh, well, you know, okay. No, well, but I don't, I don't dislike her. Well, I, yeah. I'm not a fan of hers, but I respect her. Not, yeah, I guess I mean yeah. no one's like, oh, my God, please don't bring her up type of thing. But sure. I was like, if Jackie is folklore, this was Evermore. I don't understand this reference. I feel that. But sure. <laughs> Where Evermore was a really nice follow-up to folklore. But folklore is, like, really magical. And then Evermore is a good follow-up. And it, like, has really strong things about it. But it's not quite folklore. Okay. That's how I feel. Sure. Yeah, I would say if you like <laughs> if you like a character study, like definitely watch it. You know, but it's it's a slow character study, so keep that in mind when you make the decision. That's fair. I I do think like you know bec- there's such an appetite for the royals that like if you're in that camp, you're gonna like this. Mm-hmm. But I I think the the overhyping is happening a little bit. So like my my suggestion is temper thy expectations if you are not familiar with all of the elements going into it. Yeah, I think what we're experiencing is people don't think of Kristen Stewart as a powerhouse actress. And I mm-hmm. think when someone like that does something and you are like, oh, wow, she did a really good job. You think like, you you just can't shut up about it. So what's really funny to me, did you two see Seaberg? Yes. About like two or three years ago? I sure did. I watch yeah, things. I, don't I watch so. things. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I like watch things for Kristen Stewart. Okay. So yeah. I don't, <laughs> but I, you know, it was on the award circuit and so they did, they trotted her out and all that stuff. And, and it's interesting hearing them say the same things about this that they said about Seberg. And I don't think her performance in Seberg is as strong as this. Um, I think she does a good job in Seberg, right? And I, I have to admit that the, I've not seen her in a, a ton of stuff. And so, you know, I, I haven't even seen Twilight, but like having seen the clips from Twilight and, and then seeing Seaberg, I was like, oh, okay, she has improved <laughs> a lot. Uh, clearly, yeah. this is, you know, she cared about this role or whatever, but hearing the exact same sort of, uh, oh, it's a performance of life, blah, 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 blah. And this is, I'm like, okay, let's all, let's all maybe t- like stop using that phrase. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, calm down a little. You know? Yeah, let's calm down a little bit. Like we were like, it's a transformative performance or whatever it may be. But like, you know, I I, I think that colored my expectations of it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, she's she's grown a lot. I think Twilight is hard because it's like I can't I can't blame any of the actors in that. And none of them are spectacular. Obviously, I love Robert Pattinson as well. And I think that the writing is just <laughs> leaves something to be desired. And so it's no, and also, it's also like she's younger, you know. She's like, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone for and the popularity oh, of those novels at the time. Anyone would have been in the movie, right? Right, and and it's hard because it's like you know, again, yeah, it's not spectacular, but she has grown. I think the first time I ever saw her was Panic Room, and full mm-hmm. disclosure, when I was watching that for a lot of it, I actually thought she was a little boy. Just because <laughs> the short hair, so I just didn't like. It's nothing against her. I just didn't, I just <laughs> yeah, didn't like no, and. You know, she's good in that for a kid actor. I mean, she's okay. Like, uh, But, you know, she, I don't know if you guys have seen Personal Shopper. You heard of that one? I heard, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. I've not seen it. Yeah. I like her in that a lot. It's a very quiet indie film, but definitely worth checking out if anyone's interested in case too. But she's got, she has her like little hits. It's kind of like Robert Pattinson's career in a way where he went really into indie stuff and he's got like, quiet hits that if you know you know but if you don't you just kind of like oh the guy from twilight <laughs> or now soon oh the guy who's batman, batman? <laughs> you know yeah 
I'm trying to figure out what the first thing I saw her in. I think technically speaking, it's Into the Wild, but I do not remember her in that at all. Okay, yeah. She definitely did that. She was in like Adventureland. Yeah. So Adventureland would be the first thing where yeah. I was like, oh, I not, saw, twi- yeah. tw- not the Twilight. This this, this uh, yeah. really crappy horror film called The Messengers. I went and saw that with my sister. She's in that. It's like, I really, I liked her. And then actually, by very unpopular opinion, I, I liked the movie The Runaways and where she plays Joan Jett. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, Fanny. I actually like that and one too. I and the, I the one I like is oh uh, oh I actually really like her Charlie's Angels. I thought that was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. I I did not end up seeing it. So I'm realizing this is why I was like because of the only things I had seen her and I'm realizing are you know terrible clips from Twilight, yeah. um and then maybe briefly in uh Into the Wild which I don't remember. Uh, and then Adventureland, which is fine. And then the next thing I saw her in after all of that, like that's memorable, was um, God, where did it go? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, yeah, and that, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not blaming yeah. her for that. Ooh, that's, no, that's just a, that's a I would have made that era. movie yeah. too. Um, yeah, you know, if someone signed me on to it, but I yeah. would have been sad when I watched it. You know, but that's right. a tough so jumping one. from that to Seaberg, I was like, oh, okay, she has. Yeah. She has done work since, you know, good yes. for her. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, but then Seberg to this, I'm like, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's an interesting road, but you know, the, she's, she's got some stuff, but I don't know. I'm interested to see where her career kind of goes from here. I know she's not suffering for getting roles or anything, to get roles or anything. Yeah. So I'm not worried. But about I did her, like but... her in Happiest Season. I was going to say, I don't think we should mm-hmm. sleep on Happiest Season because I think in all ways for the most part, but acting being one of the major ways, I think that that was better quality than a lot of these other uh, holiday films that we watch <laughs> you know like <laughs> no, i agree i i it's in with them was. but it also I mean, felt like it, a real yeah. movie you know and i was like okay and i thought she was really good in it yeah i mean she was fine <laughs> i mean i like i remember i mean i remember when we talked about it like the, you know the yeah. whole conceit of the closeted stuff was still a little yeah but um and that there's, there's a lot of sh- she did not touch her hair once in this. So I was like, good for you. Whereas that one, it's a lot of classic Kristen Stewart, like hair. A lot of a lot of hair, in. hair showing the teeth and kind of like, like. The, the, and, the, know, and the like hunching yeah, into hunching, herself. Think, yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, and people I thought, can't see it, but we're all doing Kristen Stewart impressions. Yeah, she, right but she did, she did a good job in this kind of breaking away from that. Yeah, yes. I will and I thought that. that was good. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, I recommend. I recommend I both can. films. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm ambivalent on C, not Seberg. I'm ambivalent on Spencer. I like, I'm, you know, if you want to see it, absolutely see it. I'm not going to say don't go see it, but um, Eternals, I'm like, no, just go. See. Like that, that is my thing. I was like, I would be interested to meet the person who hates Eternals because yeah. I'm like, even if it's not your favorite Marvel film, it's still a decent film. Right. And if you're going to see Marvel films, like it's fine. You know, it's not, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. So. It's this, not this more rotten. Vitriol towards it is. It's not more rotten than Thor the Dark World. Yeah, I don't. Iron see, Man this is, this has to do with like the piling on where I'm like, no, yeah. this is not, you yeah. know, you just and want this to. Yeah. And you want everything to be able to stand on its own and kind of say, oh, it's just whatever. But like you have to compare it. I'm like, you're saying this is worse than that or Iron Man 3. Like, are yeah, you kidding I me? Firm disagree. It's firm. Wrong. You're, you're just actually wrong. And it's like, we can differ on liking it, but it's not worse than those movies. Yeah, there's no way. You're wrong. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I dare you to watch Thor The Dark World again and then yeah. come back and, and say that. I can like, say that this movie's worse than that. I oh. I dare you to watch that and defend anything about it. I'll be here waiting. It still has Natalie Portman in it, at least. No, it's That's true. It's the only thing that helps, but it's... Yeah, she, as she, at least she showed up in it. No. See, here's an issue. So the, the audience rating... 
is, and again, big old asterisk next to this, the audience rating at present for Thor The Dark World is 75, but for Eternals, it's 84. Okay. So like taking critic, or sorry, it's 81 now. <laughs> but it, but it's still it's still much higher than. Yes. Yeah. No, it's very true. And it's, it, you, and then it's like, not to harp on it, but you'd think it would be switched in the way where, I would think this being more of an art, art house type film with like trying new things and stuff and it's different than others i would think the critics would like this better than audiences to be honest but it's not that way no because i think because because it's in the marvel box i just know they, a lot of, but i mean but i mean these other movies have higher critics ratings is what i mean so i'm like they they're rating other yeah but i think because it's trying to do something new but it's because that new is within the constraints of marvel yeah they're like no we reject this. No, they're not true, holding yeah. it to the same standard, right? Yeah. They're actually holding it to a higher standard, which is why it's like not fair. Yeah. Which which is, you know, I'm probably a little bit guilty of this because I was like expecting, you know, the writer basically. And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, but of course it's not going to be the writer. Like, yeah. but yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the end. That's, that's the end. It's not the writer. <laughs> this was a wonderful, wonderful week for me. One of my favorites in recent history. So. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. And now a couple of follow-up points. So for Thanos, Thanos's father is Al-Ars, who is the son of Kronos. And Kronos is the ruler of the Eternals on Earth. And then Al-Ars eventually meets someone called Tsui-San. She is an Eternal from Titan, which is the moon of Saturn. And that moon slash planet had been decimated by an Eternal civil war. So eventually Al-Ars and Tsui-San rebuild that population using a genetic device. And so that population is eventually called Titans. And they're basically Saturnian Eternals. Al-Ars and Tsui-San have kids. And those are Thanos and Eros. And then there's a whole super complicated history about deviant syndrome and genes and then i guess at some point it turns out that thanos actually is a pure eternal and all of this stuff but basically harry styles is eros and thanos are brothers that is what you need to know for dc comics yes they do exist in the marvel universe and actually vice versa at least in the comics that we haven't seen a reference to the marvel universe in the on-screen version of the dc universe that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing